tale of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? Um, so today I want to go over, I've got, I get a lot of DMs, I get a lot of messages from dads asking me, how do you coach your kid and be a dad? And uh, I get a lot of messages from that, like for, for literally since they were young, um, they've asked because I, I try to go out of my way to, and, and I, it's a super, you know, difficult subject to talk about to, to kind of break down of, of uh, how tedious it may be. I, I, I could be hurting them as far as being too soft, yeah. as far as hurting them as, as their career goes. Right. Or, you know, um, but, but here's, here's my take on it. I'll go back to Tyler race and motocross. I was, I was never the scream at your kid, dad. You know, I didn't yell at them. Um, Tyler race and motocross raced at the tip top level. So he's always racing national level guys and he'd win some races and he'd lose some races, but there were local races. He never lost. He'd just win constantly, you know? And, uh, and so I would yell when he was going by, but not yell at him, yell so he could hear me. Um, and he could always hear me. There was other dads that we've talked about on here before. Yes, we have. That threw rocks at their kids, you know, that, that you know, um, scream and yell at their kids, hit their kids, you know. You saw dads hit their kids? Oh, bro. Like, it was, it's, yes, I worked for dads that hit their kids. Oh, my gosh. And, and so it's, I, I never wanted to be that guy. Yeah. And probably because I competed at a high level, the highest. Yep. It helped me understand that you don't have to yell at me or punish me if I don't perform well. No one wants to perform well better than more than me. Yep. You know, no coach wants me to perform well more than I want to perform well. So my whole thing was always they 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 choose to do this. They want to do this they're not going to underperform on purpose. If they do, there's something bigger, something wrong. Yeah. You know, so in motocross, <clears throat> I would get frustrated. We put a lot of money into it. I was probably spending $35,000 a year oh on gosh. Tyler race and motocross while he was six and seven and eight years old. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There are other parents out there who had firsts, seconds and thirds on their homes so that their kids could race. Like they were putting hundreds of thousands, a hundred thousand dollars a year for these kids to race. There were kids that would fly in in their dad's jet and bring their bikes that way. There were guys that would come in three, $400,000 motorhomes and slide the bikes out from underneath the motorhomes. Like yeah. it was wild. Yeah. And we're running out of the back of my pickup truck. Okay. You know, and, and I was working for guys in the sport to, to be able to afford it. You know, um, I was training, I, I talked about before, I was training a kid who had the, the, um, record for the most national titles in a season as an amateur and in return ktm gave me free bikes for my son that's you awesome. know and that was a, a huge help for me um then there was another guy mun racing they helped me they gave me a free bike um for wearing their stuff on my clothes when i fought you know i was doing anything i could to hustle and keep them going right and so me coming up i wanted to race motocross you know i wanted to race that was the number one thing i wanted to do and my parents just didn't, you know, they, they put into it a little bit. And then when I would get in trouble, that's what they would take away from mm. me. 
you know, and, and they would take that away and take that away and take that away until it was, you know, there was no more. And uh, so it didn't pan out for me. So if I can pause you on that one, that seems like a good currency to use for kids or for parents. Like, hey, you know, you got to shape up. If this is the thing you love, right. you got to stay in line. Otherwise, this thing that we're sacrificing for, you know, this is a privilege to be. I can I can see that as a parent. Right. Now looking at it as a dad and seeing that that changed your trajectory, is that a an approach you would use with your kids to take away that thing that they love? Or do you think that's detrimental? Yeah. So for me, that was all I had going for me in a positive direction. Okay. And as a parent, I would see that, you know, I was getting in trouble when I wasn't doing that. Yeah. That was the thing I wanted to do. And, and, uh, and as at a young age and it just, you know, for whatever reason, uh, that was the, that was what got taken away. And then, staying with my aunt and uncle who who really supported me and and took care of me and kind of raised me at certain points um they took that away from me because that's where i would ride uh and and uh so yeah just it went away and so i never wanted to be that person but i i see you know people doing that and you know i i think there are other ways i i used incentive and i'll get to that in a minute you know what, what i did with my kids in junior high and high school but I, anyways, back to the motocross. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be the dad that screamed and yelled at the kid. The kid didn't want to lose. So one day, Tyler, Tyler broke his collarbone, <clears throat> comes back, racing super fast, doing great. And then one day we go to a local track and he is just riding around the track in the race. And this is a, a track that he laps guys at and he's getting lapped. And he comes off the track. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he's, like this and I was like what is that like what do you mean what are you doing I'm not yelling at him but I'm super frustrated absolutely they both look up to me so he's in tears because I'm kind of being a dick by by You're, being frustrated yeah and he went out the next moto and did the same thing again same day and he comes back and I'm like hey I was like what are you doing Tyler do you want to do this or what you know and then Jen his mom she looks at me she says hey calm down she goes don't ask him to ride again until he asks you. Mm. And I said, okay, we, fine. That'll be Monday. Right. One year. And we were riding every day. Okay. One year, never asked. And uh, I was like, well, I guess that's, that's a wrap. You know, we, we, I knew obviously before the year was up. I, yeah. I knew it oh, in yeah. a month, we, right? I knew yeah. in, a, in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, um, and we had our garage was six race bikes, a whole garage set up, you know, ready to go. You're looking at all this investment and yeah. time. And-, and that was a sport that I loved. Oh, yeah. He, he clearly enjoyed it. He loved it, you know, um, but he just burned out, didn't want to do it anymore. And I didn't ask him again. I didn't bug him again. And we just started selling bikes. Was that. Are you glad that Jen gave you that advice at that time? Yeah, absolutely. Was that the right advice? Yeah, for sure. Because number one, why keep investing in something? What I needed to look at it like, is this for me or is this for him? Yeah. Right. And, and it was best for him for sure that she gave me that advice because we stopped and he went on to do things that he enjoyed doing and that wasn't it anymore. Yeah. We had a lot of guys living with us that, that I was training that were breaking their femurs, breaking their neck, breaking their back. You know, guys get hurt in motocross all the time. And that's kind of what she thinks was what set him to the point where he was like, eh. Yeah, maybe not worth it anymore. Right. Sure. So 
Um, once that once that uh, passed, a year maybe at the most went by before we started training. And then once once we started training, they really dove into it, right? And here I am again coaching them at something that I'm really good at. And have passion for. And have passion for. So I'm like, am I going to end up in the same position again? Yeah. So I didn't push at all. I didn't push them at all. Um, I coached them for the most part, unless it was in a loud room, I coached them exactly like I'm talking right now. On the mat, I would coach them just like this. And I would watch other dads. <clears throat> I think Tyler and Luke started at 10 and 11 or 11 and 10 and 11, I think. And there were, there were uh, other dads that had seven-year-old kids out there screaming their heads off at the kids while Luke or Tyler's on the next mat and I'm talking to them like this. And they're responding and doing, you know, exactly what I say. Sure. As soon as I say it, there was, you know, the coaching, the coaching vibe between us has always been really, really good. Yep. If they lose a match, right? Do I have to get mad at them for losing the match? Absolutely not. And for you, for you dads that I'm that I'm basically talking to you right now, if your kid wants to compete, if he wants to train, you know, you don't have to get on him for for losing a match. He's trying, you know. And, and so I think that was the biggest thing is to not to, to understand or get yourself on the mat and figure it out for yourself. Because once you do that, you'll realize it's not easy, but understand that your kid wants to compete. He wants to do that. If he's not, if he doesn't look like he wants to be, then he doesn't. So yeah. I would, I would, if your kid didn't want to train, I would force him to train at the beginning just to try it. Yep. I'd make him try it yep. and make him stay for a week, make, make him stay for a month and figure it out. If he's really, really not into it, you know, what are you going to do? But if he is, man, support him, right? In both sports, all I wanted to do, because it didn't work out for me, is I wanted to put them in the very best position possible to succeed. I wanted to, if Tyler was going to race motorcycles, we we're the best bikes, all yep. of them. Yep. If you want to compete in jiu-jitsu, I'm going to coach you in jiu-jitsu. Yep. We're going to train a lot. You know, we are going to do, we're going to travel. We're going to do all the things that you you would, would need to do to be good at it and so the same goes you know when they win if you watch my kids you know luke luke wins his seventh fight in bellator and stands up and goes like that yeah and then walks over and smiles where they raise his hand yep doesn't jump on the cage doesn't showboat yep. doesn't punk the guy on the ground you know tyler wins state you know, for his second time after losing to the guy that he beat two years earlier and smiles as they raise his hand, you know, and that was, you know, that was some, that's something that's most important to me that they carry themselves that way. And so back to the, the coaching part, in my opinion, or not my opinion, but like for me, my relationship with my kids is more important to me than me coaching them. I, I definitely want to coach them, yeah. and I want to coach them to the highest level. Maybe I'm hindering them you know, by my relationship being more important to me with them than you know, them, me, me being a, a jackass at the gym screaming and yelling at them to get them to do something that, you know, that I want them to do or that I think he should do. And at this point, I'll tell them, you know, I'll tell them this is, this is the way I think you should do it. You know, like I've said before, I ask them a lot of the time. Yes. I'll yeah. ask them, hey, you know, what do you think about trying it this way? Or do me a favor, try it this way. See what you think. If you don't like it, cool. If you do, awesome. 
if my way is correct and they don't like it, they're going to go train with somebody that's really good. They're going to find out that my way was the right way anyway, you know, or they're going to find out that their way worked as well. And I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I don't know. I've not been in between rounds yet with Lucas where we've lost a round and, or he's gotten beaten up, you know, and I've got to talk to him. You know, get some fire going. Yes. I've got to talk to him. And ha- am I going to be like, Hey, are you okay? <laughs> you know, or I'm be like, Hey, <laughs> you lost that round. I-, I know your eyes cut. You need to do this. And-, and this is what needs to happen. You know, I've got to find that, that happy medium. Yeah. And like I said, even when he, w- well, I say even when he wins, he's only one, but when his fights are over, I cry regardless, just because it's so emotional for me. Sure. And, and when it's over, it's number one, I know he's now that much further along you know the plan is working uh he he won again but he's safe you know he's safe yeah. and and for me that's what's most important i think oh go, go ahead, ahead finish go, it. go ahead i i think sometimes being a dad that's coached kids um in in sports not at your level by any stretch sometimes you see kids and they might suffer a setback and they get deflated and it's not that they're done but they don't know they don't know what they don't know yet right. and they might not have the confidence, you know, and, and, you know, maybe, maybe Luke loses, you know, his third fight and he's like, I lost, maybe I'm not good at this. And I think a lot of dads and I'm, I'm probably mirroring myself. We want to, we want to jump in and be like, Hey, I know this sucks. I know it's hard right now. Get after it. Yeah. Get back on the horse, get going. I know you lost, but I'm going to show a little bit of tough love right now because in, in 10 fights, you're going to be grateful for this. Right. And I think that's, it, how did you, how do you find that balance or how do you, how do you find that balance of, of understanding when you need to motivate and then understanding when they're not going to ask you again for a year? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I definitely give the motivation. Um, but I also definitely give a decent amount of tough love. What I've done is, you know, sometimes I'll put it out of my hands. Right. And said, like, that's why we went to glory. Okay. Like I want to create adversity for him. I put him, I put him in the frying pan at glory. Okay. You know, and the first day there, you know, he went through it and he came and sat down and I walked over to see if he was okay. Yeah. But he didn't think I was walking over for that. He walked, he thought I was walking over to kind of gloat. Yeah. You know, about, I told you so. Yeah. And when I got to him, he looked at me and goes, I know, I know. And I was like, that's not what I was going to say. I was just going to say, are you good? You want some water? And, uh, but it took three rounds of training with different guys for him to realize, oh, I need this. You yeah. know, I need these guys. Yeah. And it wasn't that he was getting beat up. It was that he had a little bit of adversity and here he doesn't, you know, and, and that was the, that was the whole reason for it. So by, he's got his own boxing coach. Yeah, you know, I I help him. I coach him in jujitsu. I coach him in MMA. Um, anytime I can get feedback from somebody else to him, I'm you know I'm all for that. Um, somebody, slow down, everybody that DMs me. Somebody that's credible. You know, I get everyone from the first fight till now co- <laughs> messaging me, <laughs> coaching me how to coach him, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> Like we're on a 10 fight win streak right now. Yeah. You know, he's been punched four times as a professional. Yeah. Slow down. We're, we're doing okay. Yeah, slow down. Like <laughs> I'm not cocky in the fact that we're, we're the best. I'm just saying like, I'm, I, I have my guys, you yeah. know, I do a great job at what I do. I know that, you know, 
Well, and and nobody. I mean, if I were to give you coaching advice, I have nothing to get to give you because I've never been in either of these situations, and I can't imagine that there are very many people outside the people you're reaching out to right. that have more to offer than what you already have in the bank. He won his fight in Vegas, an amateur fight in Vegas, and we were walking back to the locker room, and a Tenth Planet guy came up and started talking to us, telling us what he should have been doing, what he what he could have done different on the field. I'm like, bro. He won 15 seconds ago. Shut up. Get out of here. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Like, we need that right then, you know? If he lost or if something went wrong in the fight, you know, and we went to the back and sat down and decompressed for a second and talked about it, cool. But going back real quick, if they lost, okay, and they didn't lose very much. You know, Lucas lost his first year of jiu-jitsu, and they lost a couple of heartbreaking matches in high school um, in wrestling. And I learned, so I used to go find them. They would both just disappear. Yeah. And I would go find them, you know, and I could, that I ended up learning after a few times that that bugged the crap out of them. Oh. You know, they want to be alone. So I stopped doing that. Okay. I wanted to find them not to. You wanted to be a dad at that point. You wanted to put your arm around him and be a dad. Yes. And, and I learned that, you know, that that wasn't the time. So I let him be. And that's the, that's the main thing I've done through all of this is let them be. You know, if you have to push them, you know, beyond a reasonable whatever, maybe they don't want to do it yeah. at that level. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you have to, and I've always said this to everyone I've trained in fighting or motocross, if I want this for you more than you want it for you, this you is a, I, I'm no good to you. Yeah. You know, I struggle training now people Aside from my jiu-jitsu class, I, I, I love the beginners. It's great. But I struggle to train guys who are not 1,000% in it. Yeah. You know, If I'm going to train you, if you, if you fight or want to fight, you better be here every day. You yeah. better be in all the classes every day. Yeah. You better be at sparring. You better be at everything. Otherwise, dude, get away. Like, I've got no time for you. And I was talking to James Krause about this, and, and he pointed out two guys on the mat one day. He goes, see those two guys? And I said, yeah. He goes, I've never worked with them before. You know, I'm not going to work with them. You know, mm-hmm. if they if they're here more and they whatever and they get through these guys helping them, there goes there's so many guys on the mat that can help them before yeah. I need to help them. Yeah. And they're three day a week guys. Is right. That, right. And that's the thing. Like when when you want to be that guy, I'll know it. You only have to tell me. You know, what I mean, people people tell me all the time. Boy, I think I've got the potential to be this. Or I think I got show me, bro. Don't tell me. I don't right. care what you tell me. You think right. I haven't so many people walk in this door and tell me. And it's like all the other jiu-jitsu coaches out there know it or MMA coaches out there know it, that it's just like nonsense at this point. Like, bro, I'm going to laugh. I'm trying not to laugh in your face. <laughs> I'm going to wait till you walk out the door. I'm going to laugh at you. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. stop it. Just yeah. go away. It's not a normal sport. And it's not for everybody. And and it, I don't judge you if it's not for you. And, and the more you're trying to tell me that you are that person, the more I'm hearing that you're actually not 100%. 100%. You know, it's like, stop telling me, stop messaging me about it. Just show up and do it or don't talk to me about it. Yep. Talk to me about something else, you know, but I, I am striving to coach guys to be great. And my son is a clear example of my coaching. If you're here every day, if you, if you do all the things that we do and, and, you know, put in the work that he puts in, he's not special. He doesn't get, he doesn't like, he's not physically gifted at all. You know, he gifted himself yeah. by busting his ass every day. Yeah. And I provided, you know, the, the opportunity for it. Yeah. 
But if someone can be here as often as he can be here, they get the same thing. You know, they get the same training. And, and it's just a matter of putting in the work. I'm only going to work with the guys for this that put in the work. You, you Going back, you told the story about the 10th Planet guy coming up right after his win. Um, and there's a term, I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, of like a, an emotional bank account. And you got to make deposits in that bank account before you start making withdrawals. 100%. And so, so two questions. First, do you, do you subscribe to that, to that principle? Um, and it feels to me like that right there is a, that's a big deposit in their bank account to see their dad being like, you get out of here. We're fine. And, and protecting. Are you, are you intentional about your deposits or is it just something that you try and build into to how you live your life? Are you talking about me and my kids? Or yes. Me and you and your kids. No, you, you and your kids, when you're making those, cause you're going to have to make deep withdrawals. At some point you're going to have to, to light them up maybe between rounds two and three or between right. rounds four and five. Right. And you're going to have to light them up a little bit and you're going to have to make a deep withdrawal. Hopefully it's between four and five. Uh, that's between, it's between four and five. <laughs> um, so these were fighting for the belt. That's right. So. I'm wondering, you're going to be able to do that because you've got enough in the, in the emotional bank account that they know where you're coming from. So do you, I are hope, you intentional about that or do you, is yes. that just, okay. I mean, I, I, yes and no, I don't, I don't purposely do it, man. I just, I love my kids a lot. I know everyone says that it I shows. love my kids a lot It shows, and I would do anything, anything for them. And so trying to, trying to guide you know, Lucas through this MMA career, trying to guide Tyler from, from a distance, you know, through his college career until he gets to this, you know, Tyler talks to me about things more than Lucas, even though I'm with Lucas all the time and we live together and, and he, he, we train together every day. He's super reserved. And so I've got to pry and that's where the questions come from. Sure. Right? Sure. And, and so Tyler will come to me, with anything with with training stuff with um gymnastics stuff like because he does a lot of stretching and, and handstand you know things like that with girl stuff with anything he'll come to me lucas doesn't come no. to me for anything and so i gotta kind of like you good you know how's things you know and, and kind of bring it out of him a little bit differently and and so i'm always i'm definitely putting in those deposits um and you're right at some point it's going to be a different me in the corner. Um, he loved fighting at during the you know, during quarantine because I could talk to him just like this in the cage. Yeah, you can't yeah. do that normally. I gotta yeah. I gotta yell, you know. But I can talk to him just like this in the cage, and he can hear me clear as day. Yep. Um, one guy tried to guillotine him, and I started yelling, yelling, and he literally put his head as he looked out the side and gave me a thumbs up like. Chill, We're bro. good. Yeah, he's like, chill. I'm good. <laughs> and I was like, sorry. And then, uh, you know, so we we understand each other very, very well. But again, it's because I didn't push them. I didn't. I, I pushed them, but I pushed them in like in a, a way that, uh, come on, let's go. You know, gotta go now. You know, blah blah blah. You know, um, it, it just. Uh, I was just not. I was just not a dick when they lost. I was not over. I learned from a coach. I want to go all the way back to when one of my brothers was playing soccer. The coach was a coaching high-level soccer kids, and he was adamant about no highs and no lows. Yeah. You don't want to get too high. Yep. You don't want to get too low. Yep. Even keel. Yep. You know, and we get a little bit here when he wins, 
And we try to be, you know, a little bit here if they lose a, a jiu-jitsu or wrestling match. You know, Tyler obviously is going to lose some matches because he's wrestling at the very highest level of college wrestling right now. Yep. And, and so it sucks, but at this point, you know, you know some of them are going to happen. Yep. You know, Luke, we're in a position where if a loss comes, it's going to hurt. You know, we're in a, we're, we're in a spot where he's yeah. 7-0. Losing. He's on a 10-fight win streak, count his amateur career. Um, he's found what he's great at. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was a, a solid wrestler. He was, gr- I mean, I shouldn't say he's found what he's great. He was great at jujitsu as well, and, and still is phenomenal at it. But he has found his way. You know, losing that zero will be hard. Yes, if if, yeah. if that happens, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. Yeah, and and hopefully it's it's deep in the rankings. You know, hopefully it's who knows when it. You know, if hopefully it's losing the belt. <laughs> after right. already having the belt right but we've got our you know we've got our our plan our trajectory it's uh he wants to fight till he's 30 31 he wants a certain amount of money by that time and and he's on a you know a smooth path to it but again going back to the the coaching part i i provide the best the best i can for them without being so soft on them that it's going to hurt them i if they need something, we're going to make sure that they get it. Yeah. You know, and, and I know that's, that's, uh, you know, should, should he have to work harder for it at this point? No, he's, he's working as hard as he can work, yeah. you know? So if he needs something, we're going to get it. If he needs to go somewhere, we're going to go there. If Tyler needs something, if he needs, uh, for example, they needed a, uh, he hadn't, he, they were looking for, um, wrestling partners you know like uh uh rtc guys regional training center guys olympic training center guys and i told his coaches i'll pay a thousand dollars a month for someone to come there and i'll get i'll get a thousand dollars a month to get someone there for him and and i don't know if that's you know okay or not okay but whatever he needs yeah to get to where he needs to get i'm going to provide it for him because i didn't get that yeah and and i want them to have everything that they they need to get to the top of whatever it is they're trying to do and if it doesn't happen cool but you know it won't be because they didn't work hard enough it won't and i definitely instilled the work ethic in them we, we busted our ass in strength conditioning training in in drilling training and everything the whole way while they were coming up and and it shows now they continue his coach will tell me he's the hardest working guy in the room i know that luke's the hardest working guy in the room and so when it's you know when it's uh it's not like I made them soft, right? They're yeah. they're still busting their ass, and it's just uh, they're they're getting the benefits of of working their butt off. So you've talked about not pushing them past what they're what they're um, wanting to do, where they're how f- not pushing them past their passion level. You've talked about um, not beating not beating them up when they lose because if they're really in it, they're going to be harder on them than you will be. 100%. Anything else? What if, other things? If you lose, right? Like if, 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 say, I'll use another kid. If a kid loses and he's over there in the back crying. Yeah. He is 99.9% for sure not crying because he's a baby. Right? Yeah. yeah. He probably worked his butt off. And is disappointed. He's and, disappointed. And okay, feels that's a, the sting of failure. Absolutely. And that is a, that is a different cry when it is because of what you put into something if you've put in the effort bro it's gonna hurt 
the more effort you put in, the more it's going to hurt. How important do you think it is for kids to feel the sting of failure on their own? Oh, I think it's important. I think it's important, and I think that's why, like, Luke had some, like I said, big losses. You know, he had big losses that hurt him a lot, and he came back and busted his butt the next day. You know, if he lost on a Saturday, he was here on Sunday wrestling, you know. And and so I think it's just – I think it's that is what is going to build them, not you yelling at them and, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, uh, scolding them or, or grabbing them or doing whatever, you know, when they lose a match. If they're crying – you know, I used to tell Tyler if he'd cry, I'd say, go over there. You know, don't don't let that kid see you crying. Yeah. You know, don't let that kid see you crying. I'd be on him like that. I'd say, don't let that go out, go out of the building. You know, go out of the building. Don't let that kid see you crying. Don't let him know that he made you cry. Yeah. You know, and again, he's not crying because he's a baby. Yeah. He's crying because he killed himself to be there. Yep. And he's hurting, you know, and he's going to get past it and he's going to come back, you know. And so I just, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's healthy to, tell them not to cry i don't think it's healthy to tell them you know to get on them and you suck why'd you do that you know like he didn't do it on purpose he for sure your kid's not losing on purpose no yes. kid wants to lose yeah you know and so if he does he's losing so you pull him from that sport he doesn't want to do it anymore. he's he's taking laps right he's getting racing. lapped by right he's getting lapped by the guys because he didn't want to do it anymore but he yep. did also didn't want to let me down and tell me that yeah you know so so that's my my. I, I know there are kids, and and this is something that dads can listen to as well. I know there are kids that are going to grow up and hate their freaking dad because of the way they brought him up, coaching him. There there are kids that are going to really despise the way their dad treated them, coming up while coaching them, or while sideline coaching them because yeah. that's what most dads do. Right. They're not even the coach; they're right. the ones yelling at him from the side, and so. Do you want that? You know, do you want that resentment? And and I think that that's something that is 100% going to be a thing. And for me, I can rest assured it's not. You know, I and I agree with that. And I think it's it's super, like, it's awesome advice. I also kind of empathize a little bit with the dads who I don't think they realize the cost. And they're trying to say, look, I don't want you to 10 years from now be like, man, I wish I had stuck with this. And you're like, you know, and I, I, you know, the dads are going in there with the best intentions. They love their sure, kids. They're sure. trying to do the right thing. Um, and so I, like, I feel, I feel, um, empathy for those dads as well, because, um, they're not, they're not going in it to hurt their kid. They're not going in it to damage the relationship. And I right. think it's just hard to know where that balance is. I think it's, so I think when that's happening, it's more their ego yeah. is getting crushed by their kid losing their mm -hmm. ego is getting you know they're they're in front of people you sure. know they're worried about it and that's not you know sure. they're doing it for them not their kid if your kid stops and you want to ask him again in six months if he wants to do it again yep you know or ask him six months again after that and down the line and down the line and down the line if he if he always doesn't want to do it then he doesn't want to do it you know um so that way he won't come to you later wishing he did it if you if you've brought it up every once in a while to do it jiu-jitsu wrestling um mixed martial arts not not fighting but but the sport of it i think is very important for every kid to do i think every kid yeah. should it, it changed my life yeah and it definitely changed my kids lives and i just think it is something that 
is now you know it's so important for self-defense for confidence for for you know your your whole your whole being the way you carry yourself everything is just much different because of it and uh i i think i would push to do it but i've got kids in my jujitsu class that i tell their parents straight i'm like he does not want to be here yeah he's now a deterrent in class he's he's now a pain in the ass for other kids you know and and so i would rather lose that 150 bucks a month and let them go do something else than him distract and and three or four other kids want to leave because of him how important if if a dad wants to build a relationship with their coach and get on the same page and be like hey i i want to reinforce what you're talking about i want to be aligned with you as a coach do you welcome that is that taxing for you like you know because i would if if one of my kids was really deep into this and you were their coach i would want to be having conversations with you sure on on how to be aligned with you and how to how to reinforce what you're doing sure as a coach how do you feel about that having a parent approach you like that yeah that's fine as long as they're not coaching while i'm coaching yep you know um but if they want to do that that's fine um i would recommend when they are are doing it or when they are coaching their kid if i'm not there or they're at home or they're talking about it do it in a way you know do it in a way where you're not uh the know-it-all you're not trying to be the know-it-all you know, like there are, there are, Luke kicks my ass on the mat, right? Um, he's just got That's my so game. Cool. He's got my game. He's got my, my system down. I can whoop someone else on the mat faster than Luke can, you know, because I'm a, I'm a hunter. I'm, I'm a sub guy. You yep. know, I, I finish. Yep. And so there are things I know still in jujitsu, plenty, that he doesn't, right? But he's a 22 year old kid that's a black belt for a few years now, who's seven and oh, how do I approach telling him? Sure. Right? You know, you can't, and, and it's not like he's a cocky kid. No, not at all. That doesn't accept it. But but at the same time, like, I want him to, I want him to understand, I want to try what I'm telling him to try. You know, give it a shot. You know, try it on this guy. And, you know, and, and get him to do it. I just think there's a way to approach him. And, and I've learned more and more and more over the years um, how to be better at it. But at the same time, you know, people talk about being friends with your kids, not what's important um, uh, discipline Be, is. Being friends versus being a dad. Right. So in, in, at this point and coming up in the sport, being friends with them was important to me. Yeah. In life is a different story. Sure. Right? But this, that isn't life. Yeah. And I wanted the, I wanted the relationship with them through training that we have. And it's it's continued for twelve years now, and and they get the the life discipline, but in this, you know, I did want to be their friends. I did want to talk about this in twenty years. Yeah, I did want to have this through both of their careers and see them through to the end, you know. So that is how I treated them through this whole thing. I, I treated them as we were. I'm a coach, you know, and and listen to me, you know, but not in a not in a I'm bigger than you. I'm better than you way. Right. You know, I was better than them for, for all of it, you know? And, and so, but I didn't approach it. To, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't coach them like that, you know? And it was just always, they always, what do you want to drill? You tell me, they'll tell me, they'll tell me, what do you tell me? What to, tell me what you want me to drill? What should we do when we get there? What should we do? You know? And so they always had that. And, and so that was, 
they always were receptive of my coaching because of my approach to the way I coached them, you know, and the way we got along through it all. And I don't feel like it's very hard. We've only had, I can think of maybe two occasions in training where uh, any tension at all has happened. Okay. You know, um, and one, his boxing coach, Raphael, said something to him. You know, and he came and apologized to me. And I was like, it's good. You know, I, I get it. I, I, I shouldn't have, you know, whatever. And you shouldn't have whatever. We're good. You know, and, and we were good. And, and I think that that was one time. And maybe, maybe I'd have to think of another time. Um, but there's really not even been much tension because he, he knows what he wants to do. Yeah. Right. I'm just trying to guide him and, and put him in the best spots for it and, and get in there and coach him and get him better. And, and, you know, provide, like I said, provide for your kids, man, whatever your kid wants to do, whether it's, whether it's MMA, jitsu, boxing, basketball, buy all the basketballs, right. Put up a freaking court in your yard. Right. Like do go, go in with whatever it is not not if he like tells you today I want to do it and tomorrow he might not. Right. But if he shows you that that's what he wants to do and you're he's months into to you know asking for it and begging for it, man, go all in for him. And and what's the worst you're gonna lose? You know, five hundred bucks on a on a court if he quits in six months, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know. But but if he doesn't, you're now that much further along. And, and I guarantee that whatever money you have in the bank or whatever else you spent it on is not going to be as valuable to you or to your kid than the fact that you went all in on what they wanted to do. 100%. I mean, you're not going to wish that you had that money somewhere else. 100%. And, and like, for example, if Lucas came home tomorrow and was like, you know what? He goes, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to fight. I'd be like, seriously? If he said yes, I'd be like, all right, what do you want to do? What do you want? What's next? What do you want to do? Yeah. Let's attack that. I literally, I would be sad because I think he's got all you the potential in the world. You wouldn't be like, let's, let's. Oh, I would tell him, let's take a week. You yeah. Know, okay, take, okay. Let's, let's okay. take a week and, <laughs> and hit me up again in a week and let's right. talk about it. Right. But what, you know, especially this sport, if, you, if you're having second thoughts, don't do it. Yeah. Because don't do it. You're going to hurt. Right. You know? And so. Yeah, but I would be like, okay, you know, what's next? What, what do you want to put your money towards now that you've earned from that yeah. and, and put you in a different direction? Yeah. You know, if Tyler graduates college and doesn't want to fight, cool. What do you want to do? You know, he'll, he'll probably compete at a, the highest level of jiu-jitsu, you know, but, but he's, you know, he wants to fight. But whatever it is, man, I just feel like support him and, and, and go all in with him. You know, if, they're, if it's something that they want to do as a career, um, sport wise like if it's if it's something else i have no experience so i can't tell you like sure buy all the computers in the world and code <laughs> your brains you out code, yeah. code your brains out <laughs> you know I, I i don't know how to to help you in that regard but yeah. i would imagine the approach would be the same i think you the know? philosophy is the yeah, same the, yeah i think that's the same and and people need to split the not being friends with your kids to what they want to do you can be friends with them in, in yeah. life, you know, go ahead and be strict and, and you do your thing. Be strict with grades and, yes. and other things yes. and all those parental things. But, but, and maybe I, Bro, I dropped out of high school in ninth grade. Yeah. In ninth grade, I did not go back to high school after, after ninth grade. And I barely went during ninth grade. My parents, oh, well, better start working. Like who's 14 year old parent, kid, parents say, yeah. 
okay, but you better start better start working. Like they tried everything. Right. They didn't try everything. Right. right. And and so here, this is what I was gonna go back to. Lucas and Tyler in eighth grade, ninth grade, seventh and eighth grade, they started training. Once I knew they were they were all in and they were really going for it and I could tell and they're now about to go to high school, I'm thinking, oh my God, man, there's alcohol, drugs, blah, blah, blah. Uh-oh. Not everyone's in this position to do this, but I said, hey, yeah. I said, I'll tell you guys what. Instead of telling them not to do it, I said, I'll tell you what. If you don't drink a sip of alcohol or do a drug, smoke weed, anything, through the entire four years of high school, I'll give you $10,000 at the end. But you have to take a lie detector test. And, and if, you, if you lied, if you did it, you owe me $1,000. But I'll give you $10,000 at graduation if you do that. And they said, okay, deal, deal. Little did I know how deep into this sport they would be and how, you know, how easy that money was for them to make. I then said, as, as Luke started talking to girls, I said, I'll throw in a $2,500 bonus if you don't have sex through high school. And they looked at me and I was like, focus. So Where are your priorities? So at the end of high school, at graduation, I owed them $12,500. And... You know, they, they, uh, they earned it. And then they were so into all this, aside from the, the, the bonus part, aside <laughs> from the bonus part, going to college, they said, let's go double or nothing. Let's go double or nothing. You owe me 20, I owe you two. And I was like, seriously, you think you're going to go through four years of college? Absolutely. And now Tyler's in college taking care of all the guys on his team every day. He's Wait, a designated driver everywhere. Did you really have any, like, did did you doubt that they could do it? I don't know. You know, I, I, I think in, I didn't doubt it because I didn't, well, I mean, I did at the beginning because I didn't realize how into the sport they were going to be okay. right off the bat. And okay. they just were all in. And, and so, uh, it was easy money. It was easy money, but I guarantee you 99.9% of parents could give their kid a lie detector test through high school and they'd fail right i i got my kids through high school without doing drugs or drinking at all with a carrot never even a sip of alcohol yeah by saying here i'll tell you what if you do it i'll give you this you gave them an awesome carrot instead of wielding a big stick instead of saying hey if you do this you're gonna do this you know you're gonna be grounded you're gonna be that doesn't work for anybody that doesn't work for anybody. The more you tell someone not to do something, the more they want to do it. And so that, that I never told them, never told them not to, you know, but you know, there's a lot of parents out there that smoke and drink in front of your kids. And here's a, you guys can all get mad at me for this, but here's a, a lot of parents smoke or drink, not as many smoke anymore, but drink in front of their kids, but then get mad when their kids drink. That's like me doing jujitsu and then getting mad because my kid wants to do jujitsu. They want to do what you're doing. Absolutely. Right. They want to do what you're doing. And I learned that early on. They want to do exactly what I'm doing. Especially at that, those formative ages, you know, eight, nine, 10. So how are you going to get mad at your kid for drinking because he's, he's underage? Okay. But like you did. Right. And now you do it in front of him. Yeah. And so I think it's just a, a crappy example to set by by doing something in front of somebody that you're going to tell them not to do whether they're minors or not once they leave their friends are doing it 
their friends are minors. Well, I'm going to go ahead and do it too because they're sure. doing it, right? Sure. And so uh, it just – I think that's a my, – my kids got, you know, they drive fast, unfortunately, because I drive fast. Sure. They got a little bit of a mouth on them because I've got a little bit of mouth on them. Apple tree. Yes. And if those are the two things that they got from me, you know, that, that are that are of my bad habits, yeah. you know, They're, by all means, you got off please good. drive safely, talk politely around adults, yeah. you know, uh, and, and whatever. But, but yeah, I just think, you know, your, your kids are, are, they're you. And, and especially if you're in a role like me where I do something cool, right? Like, yeah, I, I have a, I have the coolest job in the world. Getting, getting in a cage and fighting somebody is literally the coolest job in the world and then teaching it as well. So of course they want to do what I'm doing. They look up to me, their friends do, Yeah, you know? So I just think it's important to, to try to set the best example possible as far as that goes. And then just guide your kids, man, guide them, not, not force them, guide them. And with encouragement. We've done a couple episodes with Q and a after we've, we've talked about some fights. It feels like this would be an awesome opportunity to do a follow-up podcast on this. Yeah, for sure. For and sure. have people send DMS and be like, Hey, I heard this. I want you to clarify more on this idea, or it just may spark guys. Maybe listen to this in their car on the way to work or on the way home from work. Yeah. Um, and they just may be thinking about something and be like, okay, I've got a situation. And, and it's not like we're, we're talking to Dr. Brennan here. This isn't, but this is just your, approach yeah 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 like i said i dropped out of high school in ninth grade (laughs) i'm no doctor but but i've got you know a a pretty pretty good track record of the boys growing up you know to to this point and and you know and people ask for my advice yeah so i'm giving it yeah you know I, i get a lot of messages and and finally yesterday i got one uh on one of the posts from the the fights this last weekend that didn't happen and uh Instead of replying, I messaged you. And I said, "Hey, I need to do this podcast yep. because I get a lot of people that ask me about it. And I just yep. want to put it out there. I'm just gonna like give my my opinion on. And, and you may disagree. Sure. You know, you want to you want to scream and yell at your kid. Go ahead. But you know, don't be mad when he's mad at you later, or or when he responds negatively. You know. We'll, so we'll set aside another podcast and collect those DMs, send them to me, and we'll we'll cue those up and let's awesome. let's set aside another podcast to do a 2.0 version of this. Cool. It's good stuff, Chris. Thank you. Thank you very much. See you, sir. Thank you, guys. It is all over. Just like that.